became a nightmare. Jump the shark. Um, like a, a day after Donald Trump called Hillary, mm -hmm. like I think it only took 24 hours. Oh, I think that's, I think that's about how quick, um, shit just like hit the pan. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I hate, you know, at first I kind of liked it because I was like, it's funny that like, he's so powerful that when he insults someone, it still like flatters them. Like it became like a new like thing for liberals to cling to in like a positive way. Yeah. Like I didn't feel like, ooh, gotcha Trump, gotcha. I thought, wow, that guy like knows how to hit a nerve. And like, that's the only amazing thing about him. And I don't think it's cause he's planning. I think it's cause he's just intuitive as shit and like knows. He's into, he's, I mean, he's a troll, you know, yeah. he's a bully. And so he, He's a media he, But he's person. theatrical about it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the problem is he's more interesting. I hate him, obviously, but he's more right. interesting um, on that stage Van than Hillary. actual... Yeah, and then, yeah. like, the kinds of politicians we would need. Right. In general, <laughs> Which, we don't have any politicians that we would need in the, in the circuit right now because no, we have people who are really good at raising money, which is perhaps the worst quality... In a person that you yes. want leading and taking care of people. Yeah, because they're salespeople. Yeah. You know, it's just like, um, it feels like they're trying to sell us a used car, but it's just like the same ideologies. I know. You know and um, I, I miss when sales used to be like, look at the qualities of this product. Mm -hmm. Look at the needs in your life. Mm -hmm. Here's how this product aligns. And now it's just this crazy ass shit about fucking like who you are and like your identity. Your identity. And I guess it always kind of became that way or like it moved that way. I think a madman has a lot to do with that. But like now yeah. it's like really fucking gross. It's like it's 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 like boiled down to your identity in like the worst way. Yes. The worst in the most way. insulting way. It's not in a I, I think that the the positive side of identity politics are people being seen mm -hmm. and like the nuances of your experience being seen and the nuances of like both the ways that you're, um, you know, misinterpreted or oppressed yeah. or, you know, constantly sidelined both institutionally and socially. Mm -hmm. And also like the, the strengths that you bring. Um, but <laughs> yeah. identity politics have turned into something of a, I mean, in this election, it's just a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, what do you see in this election? I don't know. I, like, I see a lot, which is why I'm trying to, mm -hmm. in my brain right now, I'm trying to separate it out so that the sound bites don't make me sound yeah. like I'm no, anti-identity no, no. politics. Oh, cause who I, cares about this? Right. No, totally. Because I fully... Like, you know, that happens to a lot of these smart people all the time. They're taken out of context, and then they're treated like shit. But you know what? Like, if someone wants to do that to you... Yeah. Then give you attention, and then, like, either they write you off for the wrong reasons, or they get on board for the right ones, because then they listen to the whole damn podcast. Sorry. That no, makes it, me mad. No, it's like, I you're really, smart. You shouldn't be fucking mincing words. Sorry. Yeah. It, no, no, no. I agree. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I think... 
I mean, I think the Democratic Party has abused um, the idea of identity politics because it's basically like, oh, well, you're a woman, so you have to vote Democrat, or, you know, you're black, so you have to vote Democrat. Yeah. And while I agree that voting Democrat still is technically better than Trump, and I'm going to vote, I think that it's been an excuse for the Democratic Party to hold us hostage it's, and move yeah. and turn in. I mean, it's the Republican Party it now. Literally it's literally the down. Republican Party and yes. the Nazi Party. Yes. And so um, that's that's an issue that I. It, it's just being held hostage and being yeah. talked down to as if, like, if you critique the party that claims to be for you, then somehow you are worse than them. Right, like the people in power who are um, not listening to people about climate change or about uh, Medicare for all or fucking anything. Yeah, I mean the (laughs) fact is you hurt the ones you love the most, uh, both on purpose, but also because like you should be able, if you love something and care about something, to speak honestly about what's wrong with it. And like in an interpersonal situation, this means not blowing up or blaming or guilting. It means speaking calmly. But in politics, it should mean making jokes or like writing nice think pieces or just something that's like, you don't, if you care about something, you don't let it go to shit. You don't, like if you like your car, you don't let it decay. If you like yourself, you don't let yourself decay aside from what we can, none of us can prevent, which is our deaths. But, like, you know, come on. Like, I literally do it out of love. Like, sometimes I think about how mean I sometimes feel. And I'm like, because, like, I want people to be better. And, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, oh, okay, yeah. Okay, I'm putting a pin in that. Because the, (laughs) the... I think that's, like, a really interesting theme of, like, having feelings of anger or what would be called meanness by some people come up because you want people to do better. Right. I feel like often I'm the most angry um, in moments where I'm like, we can fucking do better. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's like a politician or a friend or whatever. It's yeah. like, no, it's not because... It's yeah. because of love, in a sense, that certain yes. kinds of anger come up. And I think, I mean, with the Republican Party, I feel like it's pretty obvious that identity politics are, you know, if you're white... Um, it's hard for you now because we admit that other people exist. You know, like yes. if you're a man yes. and you're you oppressed because like, yeah. you know, women have jobs and we're recognizing that there's more genders than two. And mm-hmm. like, so if you're a cis white man, like, you know, uh, everybody else existing and having any platform, even if it's just a Twitter account, like that is a threat right. on you and your identity. So like, that's why we have to fight this. Oh yeah. So it's like, obviously both parties um, utilize identity politics in the most toxic, mm-hmm. unnuanced way possible. It's not like talking about the complexities yeah. um, and like the needs and the emotional ways we can connect. It's just like, I'm going to manipulate you because of your um, identity, you know, because of the way you were born or, or, I mean, some things aren't even the way you were born. Like maybe your class shifts, mm-hmm. you know, there's identity markers that shift, but it's just like, I don't know, that poem that, that we just started with is... <laughs> oh, yeah. It's I so, about that. I know. It's like, okay, so the nest... I, I realize I didn't really answer your actual question about the nasty woman. Like, I agree with you that Trump is really good at bamboozling the left in... The left, I say that in quotes because the actual left is doesn't want to talk about him. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. in that way. But, like, the Democratic Party into um, 
obsessing over every insult and reclaiming it as if it's empowering. Yeah. And you know what? If someone wants to do that, that's fine. I'm not going to fight them on that. But it just gives him more <laughs> airtime. Right. And it, it it's embarrassing. Right. Honestly, <laughs> like, the what's what's better than hate is indifference. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, the yeah. fact that, you know, and, like, the nasty woman thing, like, became a marketing ploy, and that was embarrassing, because that's why Hillary Clinton's not a real... I mean, that's, there's so many reasons, but, like, feminism is not capitalism. Right. <laughs> so, and, you know, if I were Trump, I'd be, like, I'd be hiring a team of lawyers to follow up over everyone who made a nasty woman shirt and ask for residuals on that. Yeah. Because that's his idea. <laughs> it's also fascinating to have this claim of, you know, this nasty woman uh, rhetoric mostly worn by women who are, like, very anti-sex work mm. and very, oh. you know, there's, like, a lot of, um, there's a lot of swerf and turf mm-hmm. and, like, uh, slut-shaming mm-hmm. in its newest forms mm-hmm. or its most pre- prevalent forms, so it's also fascinating and frustrating to see, like, this word that would often be used um, by those women about other women. Um, yes. Or by Hillary Clinton. Oh, you know, I, I love can't, that. I can't speak for the yeah. poet. I can't speak for... Um, I love it. The poet. Yeah. It's a generous term. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you know, I... <laughs> you, but, yeah, I mean, I don't think that this is poetry. I feel, feel like I feel like that poem is an insult to everyone who actually writes good poetry and who actually, like, like oh, uses poetry for metaphor and uses poetry to challenge their um, skills. You know what this poem and this woman remind me of? The logical outcome of, like, a bunch of inputs. You know, like, those t-shirts that are like, I'm a badass bitch from North Carolina, <laughs> and my husband hates me, and I love eggs. Yes. Cook, you I know. Love, I love eggs. And yeah. Egg. Like, she is just, like, Same. cultural. Like, what goes in comes out. And right. she's, like, the most obvious manifestation of, like, everything that's fucking wrong with us. And obviously her black scent is crazy. Oh my god, can we talk about that? What is happening? So, (laughs) for those, I mean, I'm sure that you'll post this with the promo, but, like, she is blonde and white as hell. So if Mm -hmm. you're listening and you haven't seen her yet, Mm -hmm. um, whatever the fuck she's doing. (laughs) Well, she's got hair now. That's what white people do when they don't feel special enough. They they make their hair I saw my ex had, well... I'm not gonna talk about my ex. Never mind. I mean, we can talk about. No, exes. no, no. I don't. No? I don't okay. talk about people. <laughs> I'm always open to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not because I don't want. I want. I don't want my private life ruined. Um. Yeah. No, I, 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 re- I totally respect that. <laughs> but you that. know what I mean, like. I do know what you mean. There's white people who, um, I, I mean, I've had my hair purple. It's Seattle. And I wasn't, You're from Seattle. Yeah, and I wasn't <laughs> trying to trick people that I was like no. of color or anything. <laughs> Oh. Hey, I'm black. My hair's purple. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not like I was like, oh, I gotcha. But I do know exactly what you're talking about. It's like this specific, uh, I was going to say kind of person, but there's plenty of people. There's an anxiety about There's an anxiety being... about being boring or mm-hmm. like being white. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I, you know, I get that. Like being white is embarrassing. And I'm not mm-hmm. like, oh, whoa, is you're good. You're embarrassed? But it, I'm not embarrassed. But I tell mean, me more. Well, I, white, whiteness is embarrassing. Yeah. I agree. I'm not but embarrassed not of myself. Yeah. for being white I'm not like oh I hate myself mm-hmm. but whiteness is like both violent and embarrassing and mm-hmm. like I cannot separate myself from it even as I do the work to like interesting that's that's a form of white delusion right you know to be like oh well I'm different even if you are doing the work to be okay you know to not yeah. weaponize it anyways yeah so I that's understand you should talk about that again yeah. but finish your thought basically yeah. but the it's like when um 
yeah, it is just like this thing of like, oh, I have to like be different. And it's like, that's great. Be different. But like, also if you really know who you're, you are and you are like an interesting person, yeah, then people will see that. Right. Whether like, and yeah, or the yeah. right people will see that. That's the thing. Not too, everyone with will. Social media and like thinking everything needs to be visually communicated. Like, yeah, not everything has to be visually communicated. Like, why are people quote hotter than ever yet less attractive than ever? In my opinion, I always think about hotness a lot, and I'm like, that's such a great way of putting why it. Why does everybody look so good online? And then yeah. I walk around the neighborhood where these people live, and then I see There's them. No energy. I see them on their cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god, we're like such we're such like old ladies right now. <laughs> they don't. They're not hot. I don't care how many likes or followers or anything yeah. or how good they look in a photo. It's just like that's not reality. Again, but obviously it's so close to. It. Always come back to that issue. It's like. It is and it isn't. Like, what yeah. someone portrays online is definitely who they want They want to be seen as. That's it. Yeah. And so that tells you a lot about a person. How do they want to be seen online? Cool. And that's why you can find people who you could be friends with or date online. Because yeah. you're like, hmm, I like the way this person projects themselves. Totally. But we all know how you project and who you are are very different, especially in entertainment. Women obviously know this with Louis C.K., all these dudes. Oh my they gosh. seem so fucking nice guy online or on in their performances, and then privately, they don't understand boundaries. It's really, that's the thing with Louis. It's like, I don't think that it's necessarily wrong to do something sexual... With a peer. With a or... peer. Like, honestly, if he genuinely respects those women, like, at their core. And, like, I wouldn't mind... I wouldn't doubt that he did because I think there are men who will help women because they think they're good, not just because they want to fuck them because not all men are trash. Wow. why did, I can't believe I said that. I don't need to be saying that, but I know it's true. <laughs> I know it's true because men have helped me not in effort to sleep with me. Yeah, And I was same. like, aha, interesting. I mean, I think in comedy, because it is so male-dominated, um, every female comedian definitely has a few men that they would say oh he's great he helped yeah. me yeah. you know but the thing with Louis is like he was clueless about the context of the moment and I think that you're giving him too much credit you think you said he's clueless about context he's doing this over and over again oh yeah you're and right. he's doing you're it right, to women right. who have less power yeah. and then his lawyer ruined their careers oh my god fuck that so fuck like that. He's, his lawyer this really? isn't him being awkward about, like, wanting to be sexual with someone or hook up with a peer. This is him uh, intentionally putting women who are, like, opening for him or less famous than him in a position where they feel trapped and then gaslighting them yeah. when they speak up and yeah. then systematically placing them outside of the industry. And, and, you know, even after the New York Times article yeah. came out... Those women still don't have careers. Yeah. And people are like, I mean, he's reading about how Louis should be able to perform again. And yeah. my thing is, like, if we believe in restorative justice, there has to actually be justice. Right. It can't just be somebody disappears and then we all decide, oh, we didn't see them for a month because they were yeah. in their time mansion. Out. They were in time out <laughs> they were in for their five mil- minutes. Their millionaire mansion. Also, like, you know, he could just stop. Yeah. <laughs> he could just stop doing yeah, comedy. He doesn't need to. Also, like, there's plenty of fun in, like, performing for, like, your friends. Like, not everybody has to be a public figure. I don't fully understand why everybody... I mean, I know this because I have friends who aren't comedians yet are funnier than a lot of comedians. Like, you don't have to be doing it publicly all the time. I mean, he yeah. could just go into seclusion for, like, ten years and probably come out with something better. But thank you for telling me about that context. Oh, yeah. Because I always think about that And I didn't one... think that you, like 
I, I, that wasn't meant as a reprimand or anything. Oh, I love you. There's trust. There's trust. <laughs> but it helps me because I'm like, yeah, even if I think this one-off incident like can be, you know, understood in terms of poor boundaries that he needs to work on, it's actually it is greater than that. It's a pattern. It's over time. And the way he used it in his art in this way, that always annoys me when men use in their art, you know, that they're bad or that they have bad impulses or that they're nice. It's like, I mean, it doesn't annoy me. Like, these are really human things. Like, you shouldn't put them off limits. But, like, it, it can almost ingratiate you to people in a really bad way given your power. Like, there's nothing worse than a powerful man who pretends to be nice. Oh my god, yeah. I oh agree. Oh my god, that's so dangerous. That's yes. also, especially with Aziz, I think, like, the only reason, in my opinion, as that woman, if yeah. I were at Aziz's house, like, that's a night that I could imagine happening to me, where, like, a guy who, like, I thought was really smart and funny and, and like, really empathetic and to, empathetic and yeah. really just clever it's like oh he understands women he wants to spend time with me of course i want to get to know him i'll have dinner with him i'll go to his house i trust him yeah because also you have to practice trusting people in order for it to ever build you have to it's a little bit of minor trust falls back and forth like that's what a relationship is point is like he like really like that's why that woman felt hard. It was hard for her to leave because it was like her mental model of him, based on his public persona, was that he was a nice guy. Yeah. And then he was like privately like fucking with her mental model that she wanted. Yeah. And she wasn't able to really accept like, oh, this isn't a nice guy. This is a guy who, when I tell him no, keeps trying. And I that's not good. Like you shouldn't keep trying when someone tells you no. Like you should definitely take them at their word. And if they get mad at you, why didn't you keep trying? That's her problem. I don't. Because women will do that. Women do sometimes play like, no, 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 because they want to be chased. Right. But you can tell, like, there's such a difference between a flirtatious, like, coy, you know, like... No. Like, oh, yeah, (laughs) like, you know, and like a discomfort, like, and you don't have to be an expert in body language to tell. And one thing I don't understand about... Just, like, sexual, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, sexual assault, but also things that aren't sexual assault that are, like, violating. Or, like, it's not hot to hit on someone who doesn't want to have sex with you. Like, there's nothing sexy about it. Like, No. In what world would that be hot? Like, that's not, like, what is attractive about a woman who's uncomfortable and you have to convince? Like, that's really... No, you're sick. My my anger and my sadness, like, sit next to this just, like complete confusion i hate that i yeah. just i don't like it's, no it's perversion have people watch so that. much people the pew that they just like are like <laughs> well it's maybe it's porn or maybe it's a delusion of what manhood is or maybe it's a delusion about what's sexy like it's a sickness it's like yeah. a problem in your brain so i have to open these cheetos oh go for it though yeah i just stock up on some foods for the pantry yeah i love yes, it i yes, love yes, it yes uh, yeah. but what was i gonna say okay so yeah People, it shouldn't take, you don't have to know body language to understand certain kinds of no's, Wait, certain kinds of yes. Can I have a course? Yes, yes. Oh Let God. me get one out of the fridge Okay, for listeners, you. Um, we're both, <laughs> it's like noon and we're both going to drink, so. It's brunch, it's brunch. It's brunch. This is, this is what, this is what it is, <laughs> and I love it. Thank you so much, love. Of course, of um, course. The organic nature of the podcast is when you can hear the king. Yeah. Well, it's like, listen, I feel like you should be allowed to drink Coors Light at noon because plenty of people are drinking, uh, what is it called? Those brunch drinks. Mimosas. Mimosas. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. When I, okay. So I used to work at Wild in Williamsburg, which is like a brunch place. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah, people were getting, I mean, they were wasted by, like, one or two. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, so was I, you know, while I was working. <laughs> that sounds fun. Ugh, yeah. Dallas. That sounds really fun. Yeah. Um, Wait, I wanted to say something, though. Oh, yes. The thing I wanted to say was, it shouldn't take uh, a degree in, like, uh, psychology or sociology to understand body language. It really should just be a normal human thing. But the problem is we don't see each other anymore because we're on our phones all the time. Yeah. So... Yes. That's that. People people are becoming uh, like men, uh, socially uh, broken. I agree. Uh, due to the fact that they don't have to interact uh, with anyone other than who they want to interact with now. Right. And so, and now, and then you combine that with the history of like sexist uh, gender dynamics where women think the only way to get a man to really want you is kind of to deny him and right. make him chase you. No, no, no! You can't have this. Like that's that's the, the like every the like bad black faith, and white good movie. Faith. Yeah. yeah, bad faith, good faith. No, is like you think you have to trick him. Ideally, a good guy, you don't have to be tricking. Like there is like an element of play, but like to really be like no and like say it kind of like seriously and like confuse someone. That's so sad. But it's it's sad. It's because we got here due to sexism, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but like now you just really should only be hanging out with people who you can just speak plainly to because <laughs> the world's confusing enough. No, I totally agree. And I mean, I don't know. It's interesting because I've never, I've always kind of been forward mm-hmm. like in situations with men like where we're gonna hook up or something Ooh, yeah I like I've, I've made I made the first move with AJ like mm. you know, when we're on a date like I was just like I mean I just was like do you want to go make out like, <laughs> um and I think that's because I and I know we have this in common I was raised so opposite of that mm-hmm. that when I finally kind of broke out of that model of um like I don't know, waiting or just like the very heteronormative kind of religious ideas. Mm-hmm. Once I realized that I didn't subscribe to that, mm-hmm. I was like, well, why wouldn't I just communicate? Mm-hmm. And the kinds of men that I'm usually attracted to are, I mean, obviously I've been with some duds, haven't right. we all? Oh, let's <laughs> but, not think about them too much. But I like, I, I tend to like men who are very thoughtful and right. who often do have anxiety about... Right. That's not wanting to be creepy and not wanting to be shitty and and often they're quieter than me mm-hmm. and like I don't know that's just the pattern and so then I'm like okay well I'll just like say the thing because I don't have an attachment to them making the first move now if I feel like I'm always making the first move in the relationship or the hookup mm-hmm. then then that sucks for me I want there to be a back and forth yeah but but usually like opening that door right I'll just be like so yeah <laughs> and so so. I I think because that's how I am, it makes me even more sad and confused that men would, like, if a man says, like, there have been a couple times where, like, it wasn't, you know, like, maybe mm-hmm. the, the guy's like, oh, I'm not, like, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. And I, you know, maybe it was a little embarrassing, um, but yeah. it was not a question of, like, I'm gonna, like, convince you because also I'm just egotistical enough that I'm like well if you don't want to fuck me someone else will like, yeah it's true it's true there's <laughs> you know, always like, another fish like, in the barrel line. I'm not going to embarrass myself by like you yeah. know <laughs> no it's honestly a little thrilling I used to have yeah. a problem where I literally actually it was like kind of pathological like I couldn't really be attracted to someone unless I hit on them first yeah and I tried to explain this to men who hit on me and they were like what I love that I love that I was that. like listen I just I don't know why but if you pursue me, I don't like it. 
because I like to feel like I'm winning something and like right. that's like maybe a masculine energy I have it's like I like to feel like I have a prize but then I realize like you know that's totally crazy it should be just mutual and like it doesn't yeah. matter who starts it but then I overcompensated by only being pursued now I literally just do nothing I think it's hard I, to find a balance <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's hard to find a balance because I have realized you know they, there's this concept of the, the conquest and for a very long time especially when I was like dating a lot um, I realized how into the conquest I was yeah. and I was like oh I'm like that guy that's you know? fine though it's fine and I, am, I'm, I care about people's feelings so I communicate so you know I wasn't like I'm gonna ghost you but sometimes it was just about the dance Right. And so I liked having power in the dance. It's a game. Yeah. And that's fine when you're single, as long as you're not, like, lying. Right. Like, you should be clearly communicating, like, this is a game. We're having a game time right now. Yes. You shouldn't be, like, you, no, and under no circumstances should you be playing games and, like, pretending you're not. No, I completely agree with that. And I think that's a hard thing is there's not... I don't know. I mean, American culture is so Puritan that it's, like, there's no, like, room for, like, talking about, um, I don't know, everything's so black and white when it's really right. not right. with, like, flirting, with sex, with all of it. Yeah. And so it's, it's like, either, um, yeah. yeah, either you're pursuing or you're pursued or either, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, there's just, there's so many things in between mm-hmm. that we don't really have space for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Sorry, you're drinking your cores and I'm picking Cheetos out of my tea. No, I love it. <laughs> oh, also, I want to, I like, sorry, I'm, like, hyped up, but um, I want to connect it back to what you were saying about people being less hot in person now, because yeah, I think yeah. that's so fascinating. Yeah. No, right? they are. Yeah, and it's because of, it's because of energy. Like, mm-hmm. I when I think about, okay, so when I think about somebody being hot or beautiful in, like, a whatever conventional like I look at them and I immediately think that like in a picture right um that's very different than someone being sexy yeah I've always delineated them being very different there's plenty of pretty people that Mm -hmm. I don't think have any energy I don't think they're sexy I'm not attracted to them at Mm -hmm. all but um energy is so huge Mm -hmm. and I think that because body language and being Mm -hmm. in person is so kind of stunted Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have that they don't have like presence also something I noticed like I think with like the most intense attractions I've ever had yeah this has been a good thing to for me to like regarding like holding back on pursuing men I'd be honest with you I think I just chased men I thought were hot who had like and now this is crazy what I'm about to say it betrays a bad thing about me that used to be true yeah I don't think it's true anymore yeah I think it's like hot guys with anxiety yeah. Like, hot guys who didn't know they were hot, or, like, hot guys who lacked confidence. Oh, my God, you were one direction. Dude, I was, like, I was, like, these fucking predatory <laughs> dudes. So f- I'm I mean, sorry, I that's, <laughs> that's really, like, obviously, I hope those guys are okay, but, like, it's very... Oh, they're fine. They're fine. <laughs> yeah. You would, like, trick me into No, it's it very bad. funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're, like... He's hot because he doesn't know he is. But that's such a, a that thing. That is hot. A lot of a people... A lot of people have that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think... I also think, and this is a generalization, um, but... Wait, why did I say that, though? I had a point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember it. Um, uh, but I realized, like, that's bad because then it gets us into this dynamic, ultimately, where I'm mad at them mm-hmm. for not being confident. Right. And it is a burden to me. Right. Where I'm like, 
it, it's initially kind of exciting because I have the power because I'm confident for no reason and they're not confident for no reason. Yes. So it's like there's this fun chemistry there, but it's like, give that two months and I'm just pissed. I'm just pissed. I'm like, don't fucking cry to me about any of this shit. Grow up. Yeah. I'm tired of this. Yeah. Like, it's normal to have insecurities. I'm not saying people shouldn't have insecurities. That's of course. Yes. But like, and vulnerability exposes those yes, in a relationship. If you're older than me and you have the problems I had 10 years ago, we shouldn't be hanging out. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. We're not on the same level. I don't care what you look like or how old you are. Yeah. No, <laughs> I completely... Yes. Yeah. Yes. And anyway, what were you saying? Um... <laughs> oh, I mean, I I know exactly what you're saying though about like the like being attracted to someone because also partially because like I think that I am attracted to vulnerability and mm-hmm. a lot of men have problems with that because they're taught that they're not allowed to have it, right. right? Um but then you end up dating a guy who calls you a misogynist, which is what I did. I fell for a guy who like <laughs> No. Yeah, well you fall for a guy who's a sweetie and he and you're like, Oh, he's a sweetie and he's a man, what a nice contrast, but like it's masculinity and sweetiness when it becomes like exploiting you and weaponizing against, against you. His favorite book was called Feelings Are Facts, which is not true. Feelings inform facts. Yeah, feelings are Back to identity and that they exist, right. but they they do not determine the full reality yes, for everyone. I believe all the feelings that men's rights activists have. I believe that those feelings <laughs> are real. I've mm-hmm. seen them play out online. Oh yeah, some of the worst people that I've been with have a like sweet guy persona, but they're like so emotionally unavailable, or yeah. they're so like um, self absorbed, um, or just mm-hmm. like I don't know, fucking like. Uh, and yeah, I'm I'm gonna racialize this. Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking of white guys specifically, mm-hmm. like sad white guys that are yeah. just like s- need to fucking get over get themselves. over yourself. <laughs> just you're, like you're so like, sad because so, you're obsessed with yourself. Yeah, like yeah. and and like like do not try to have real active empathy for people outside of themselves. Right. And um. Yeah, I mean, I don't. What was the... Oh, and I've also been on the other side of that. Like, when I was much younger and I started dating. Like, I just had weird images of myself, like, with body Mm -hmm. image and stuff. Partly because I'd been raised in such, you know, weird purity culture, right? I also just had a lot of bad haircuts and fashion for a while, as we all do. Right? And I... I want to see... And my body was changing a lot more. My weight would fluctuate a little bit. How old were you when all this happened? People treat you different. 20 pounds different, sadly. You know? Um... And so, I mean, I still am very fascinated by, like, if I go to a place without makeup and, like, you know, really, like, and not in a, like, oh, my face is washed and I'm not makeup, but, like, in, like, my, I'm breaking out, whatever, and then I go the next day done up, like, I am treated Oh, me too. I'm like, man, which is worse, wasting my time getting ready to look good so I can go to the bodega and get a discount or paying full price. Because I like I'm because not, I didn't want to perform. I'm not performing femininity yes. today. Yes, <laughs> yes, and so there were a few people that I was with earlier in my kind of dating sex life, where when I started to become confident, it's like they didn't like that. Oh, I hate. That. Yeah, it's like they didn't. Um, 
it's like they were annoyed by my insecurities, but then when I became confident, they didn't like they that. They didn't like that either. And it's so easy for me to see now, but when I was in it, right, when I was in it, I was like, oh God, like what's wrong with me? You know, and, and now I'm like, oh no, that was them. And I mean, I have plenty of fucking problems too. <laughs> like, yeah, of course. You know, I mean, yeah. and what's funny, and this is what's sad and difficult about, I would say the first 10 years of dating anybody or like your whole love life is like, you don't even know what your issues are until you hurt other people and yourself with them. Oh, And some people yes. look back and they're like, oh, it wasn't the right person or it's all their fault. But it's like you got yourself into that situation. So you need to think about why you stayed and why you chose them yes. and what those bad faith reasons were because you could end relationships. Like when people were like, he was terrible to me for years, it's like, Sometimes I really do think it's abuse and like I totally do empathize, but then there's other times where it's like people will jump to call it abuse, but it's like Okay, so I was like pretty into the fact that I recorded almost two hours with Bronwyn So like pretty sizest about it and like kind of weirdly like maybe probably too into it Point is I took out like 30 minutes of this episode because it felt like too much um, but we, we cut back in, uh, when Bronwyn and I are discussing past roommates. Well, first of all, he helped me a lot. He helped me, like, think about how to apply to my first job. Well, he had to pile up your debts again. He too, did. So to he pile could, up my debts yeah. and get me, get me hooked. Oh. And then when it. we lived together, he started saying crazy things, like microaggressions. Like, you know, I thought... You know, you went to UConn and, you know, right, right. And I was honestly surprised that I could have such a long conversation with you. Oh, yeah, no, I hate that shit. And I was like, the thing is, like, I'm confident, so I didn't really mind. I was like, that, that's funny that you thought no, that. No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. When you're not, it's not like it hurts your feelings. You're just like, how are you like this? Yeah. <laughs> like, how is your like idea of intelligence so small or like your ego so big that this yeah. is how you would interact like, with me and I, yeah and exactly like in, I honestly find like a big ego sometimes endearing both on a woman and a guy so like I didn't really care I was like that's funny yeah we can talk it can be fun it, it piled it up like, like magnetic he started yeah. doing things and obviously he was smart and obviously he was charming like you know, but he started doing shit, like, he'd knock on my bedroom door to, like, talk, you know, like a, like a roommate yes. would, but when I was like, no, don't come in, I need to get dressed. Okay, no, no, no. He would open the door. Oh my he'd God, open the Sarah, door. No. He'd open the door. And then I would be like, fuck you. And he'd be like, oh, I couldn't hear you. Like, that's not true, man. Oh, okay. You could hear me. No, that's And then so... what else did he do? I would, like... I would be out of the room, and I had, like, Chinese food or something that I put in the fridge as leftovers. As, as you do, as you do. Chinese yeah. food's fine. <laughs> he, again, this is almost like my ex who got mad at me for talking to someone that he introduced me to. This guy had introduced me to that Chinese food restaurant. I left the room, and immediately he starts shit-talking the kind of food I eat to my friends. Oh, fuck He him. was like... Oh, could you believe she would ever put something like that into her body? What a creep. Thinking what about what a like, weirdo. She you, should only put the diet that I have created in my head. Yeah. Like, so that yeah. whatever, It like, was like he... And, that's so creepy. And it was crazy to me because, you know, honestly... He also probably drinks and smokes and everything. That's yeah. the funny thing to me. I mean, it was like, the food he introduced me to. Again, yeah. that's what the thing is with these fucking guys. It's like, 
you introduced me to this thing you're just mad that I have an independent relationship to it that's not through you. Yes. And that's a you You feel problem. threatened by that's that. That's a you problem. No, he's threatened by, like, basic autonomy. Oh. It's just, like, it's, like, and that's also, and that goes back to, like, <laughs> back to my theory, but back to, like, the whole thing of, like, self-hate being the root of oppression. It's, yeah. like, he is so insecure about the fact that you could never like him if you're a full person yeah. that he's threatened by any sign of you being independent. I know. Rather than excited. I like, know. it's so awesome, like... One of the most exciting things about friendship is like people choosing to want to hang out with you. Like, like when isn't it? Like, I don't know. It's, like, it's so cute. Like, I'm always like, I don't know. I had this moment with AJ the other day where I was like, oh, this person wants to hang out with me, and AJ was like, why are you surprised? Like, <laughs> like, like people like you, and I was like, no, but it's so exciting. It's so like. I don't know, it's like this person that is themselves and they're full <laughs> and they're cool, like wants to waste their time with you. That's great. Like there's a romance there, you know? Yeah. It's so but that's why the loss of a friend hurts more than the loss of romance because romance is so hard and intimacy is so hard in romance. The loss it makes of more a sense friend. for romance to end because the intimacy Ooh. and the vulnerability is so mm-hmm. triggering for everyone. But like for friendship, you're like literally all we did was like blaze up. Like, <laughs> you're like and you don't want to yeah. hang out with me. Like that hurts my I feelings. Know. Like, it's so like mean. what? It's so mean. <laughs> like what the hell? Like I don't know. It's like yeah. Like I don't know. I feel like the the older I get, um, yeah, yeah, the older I get, it like the more I'm just like really I feel more expansive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I think that so much of the toxicity in our relationships, like friendships, uh, romance, is like the sum zero. The idea that everything is limited. The mm-hmm. idea that like power is limited, love is limited. You know, one person mm-hmm. gets it, not both. Mm-hmm. And the older I get, the more I feel expansive. Is like, no, if you win, I win. Mm-hmm. If you're creative and smart and beautiful, so mm-hmm. am I. We're not in competition. Let's let's all just be better. It's and just make a it, big collab. It's awesome. It's a collab. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, but just to round out that story, the thing with that guy too that I just I couldn't figure out why he was doing this to me. I, and obviously the relationship eventually exploded and thank god I have not seen that person in years um people were like oh he probably liked you yeah like the men in my life who I trusted were like I hate that he probably liked you and I was like then why would he be why so why would he be like me? fucking violent no I hate that's the fucking like he's hitting you on the playground cause he I likes know. you and it treats people love to victim blame but that's why so many women are and I'm not victim blaming pe- uh, no, victims of violence, but like are in these horrible relationships because you're told like, every time you try to stand up against it, you're told like, and oh, all you want is love. Yeah. So if you're told that's why they're doing it to you, then you're like, well, he yeah, loves me okay, because that's... He, he hits me and he tells he loves you that. Me. He tells you like, oh, he might tell he, you that. Yeah. You know, he tells you like, oh, you made me do that. It's just because I care about you so much, and like, oh, I'm so sorry. God. You know, and it's like, that's okay. I just want to say that's like the creepiest roommate like mm-hmm. situation and it made me think of a roommate I had go off and definitely not on the same level like we met in college if you're listening I still love you dude like we're friends mm-hmm. but like definitely some like boundary issues like um knocked on my door once when he had a girl over to ask if I heard them have sex what <laughs> yes like he was like, did you hear that? And I'm Ew. Like, no, dude. Like, go, go, like, brush her hair, you psycho. Like, Ew. Yeah. And when my grandma died, he bought my favorite beer and then tried to have sex with me. 
No, I will admit we consensually. <laughs> no, 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 no. I will admit we consensually made out. So like, it's not like he like was not tried to rape me or something. But then I was like, okay, I'm sad and like, Wait, I'm sad. What beer? It was a breakfast stout. It was like one of those oatmeal <laughs> breakfast stouts. So I drank like three of those like breakfast stouts, and then like you know you're sad and you're like crying. And then you, like, make out because it's comforting. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't regret that. But then, like, he was, like, you know, sorry if this is, like, too graphic, but he's, like, hard and, like, trying ah. to make shit happen. And I was, I was like, um, no. <laughs> and he didn't, like, you know, he listened when I said no, but he was definitely trying to push it. And then the, and then the next morning I was, like, did he just try to have sex with me because my grandma died? But ah. that's, like, crazy. <laughs> Like, like, the making out was consensual. Like, I wasn't like, oh, this is a rapist I live with. But I was like, that is so no, dude, insane that that guys, was, like... It turns them on when you're vulnerable in a way that's, like, kind of understandable, but also kind of scary. Like, I remember I dated a guy who, yeah. like, literally got hard whenever I cried. And I was like... That's so creepy. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm, I don't know about that, And man. he would talk about, like, he'd be like, you know, it's very... This is another thing where, like, you look back. Like, I'm like, this is, like, seven years ago, right? You look back and you can see everything. Like, he would be like... You know, like, friends who... He was just trying to say friends with benefits. He's like, you know friends who, like, have sex sometimes. I think that's, like, a thing, like, when you're really close. Yeah, it is. And and, and, I, and I've and i had plenty of those relationships, but he would bring that up in the apartment. And now I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, he was, like, pitching that. But the best thing is that our other uh, roommate is a gay guy who I'm still super close to. And he also did that to the gay uh, roommate. And he, Really? Well... Not well, the same he's bisexual. Thing, but they well, they were he identified as straight, but they were in a car and he said he was willing to experiment with men and it's real, so, I'm willing to experiment. And it's no, such a funny way to say and our, I want to suck. And our roommate your dick. was like super hot and he did not have a tr- trouble like, you know, and yeah. he was just like cool. <laughs> I'm never going to like you're never going to get it. <laughs> but there was like a moment where both like me and the other roommate, like me and the gay roommate were like is he trying to fuck both of us? Like, what is happening? And it, now it's just a joke. Like That's really funny. But, it, like, what a weird, like... What happened to that guy? He lives in Chicago. Cool. I know he's not going to listen to this because he's not on social That's media, fine. of course. That's good. Right, yeah, Maybe he works at, He's, like, in a band. He, like, works in a community garden. I saw him this winter. He was in New York. Like, we're friends. Not, like, I don't think that how he acted was great, but we were all 23 and, like, yeah. you know, like, it's not, I don't feel violated or traumatized. I'm just, like, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, like sometimes shit's fucked up, but it's also hilarious. Yeah, that's fine. Like, we had, like, he uh, interned for Steve Albini and, like, took me to a shellac show, and I love shellac, cool. so, you know. Well, it all worked out in the end. The yeah. only other weird male roommate story I have is... When I moved to New York, well, after that apartment, I moved to another apartment. I lived with a guy and a girl. The guy had a friend from home who was cool. Yeah. I remember I met him, and I I found him, like, kind of attractive and interesting, and um, we had a nice conversation, and um, I think we made out a little bit. Yeah. But then the next time he came over, I think I had started, like, kind of being more serious with someone else at that time, and he was persistent which doesn't you know I wasn't offended by it because I did find him attractive but then what he ended up doing was when I was out of the apartment this guy who doesn't live in our home but had a friend who lived in our home came into my room and he put in my bed a book and the book 
Not only is it crazy that he violated my space and entered my room without my permission, he'd never been into my room. We had literally only made out outside of my room. He yeah, entered no, my room, put a book in my bed, and the bed was like a feminist text from the 1970s oh, about yeah. how to masturbate, written by a woman. <laughs> Did he want to listen to you? Like, I'm sorry, like, what is that? And, I, and you know what was crazy so is like, weird. what the a weird book, move. Obviously, I love the book, of right? Of course. No, I mean, that's so, great. I'd be like, thank you so much. <laughs> like, what? I loved the book, but I hated how violating it was. Yeah. But not only did he give me a book I really liked, but he did it by violating my space. Yeah. Which violates the whole premise of you being a good guy. You want yeah. you went into my goddamn room when I never invited you there, and you put a book about masturbation by a woman in my bed. Yeah. That's not appropriate, and I hate you now. Yeah. You're never... I don't trust you. If no, you're ever, so creepy. If you're ever in my house again, I'm going to be on high alert. And he was in my house again. The night that he was in my house again, my roommates were having a party, and I knew he was there, and I didn't want to be around him. I was like, fuck that guy. I stayed in my room, and not only did I stay in my room, I locked my door. And you know what happened at midnight? My doorknob. <gasps> that's terrifying. Doorknob. Okay, that's really terrifying, Sarah. I'm so sorry. And you, that's, know, that's you know what was up. worse? None of my roommates... Believe me or they gave didn't? it any credit. Oh, fuck them. I fuck know. them all. That's the thing is like people just, it's like they have to see you bleeding to believe you. Like, it I'm sorry, that's it's so like, brutal, yeah, but yeah, like, it's your awful. friend didn't rape that's me. That's rape culture. Yeah. yeah. Your friend didn't rape me. And I know it's hard to believe that your friend is weird. But yeah. I, need, I need you to, I don't even need you to, you know, let's set the bar incredibly low. Right. What I need at a, at a minimum is for you to say, that sucks. Yeah. That's all I need. The beginning. Mm-hmm. That sucks. I would have felt more seen and safe around my roommates. And like, than, what can we do? Oh, like, do you need anything? Oh, like, oh, I mean, he's such a nice guy. I mean, he must have made a mistake. No, he's not. That's also like, that's, and this goes back to the fragility, like the white fragility. It's like the male fragility of like, they always get to be assumed to be good. No, they're not a nice guy if they do that. Just because they smiled at you once does not mean they're nice. It wouldn't be nice if a woman did that to a man. Right. It wouldn't be nice like, if I went into a man's room. Can you imagine on, like, dealing with ED in some guy's bed? Ah! Like, everybody would be like, what a crazy bitch. What like, that's what they would say. Bitch. Yeah. And it would, I would be a crazy bitch. Like, that, that like, is No, absolutely. But, like, it's like, that's no. it's always like, oh, he just, he's awkward. And it's like, you know what? He's a fucking grown-ass person. He can figure it out. Yeah, so yeah. fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. And situations like that and people like that who aren't willing to stand up. It's like, it's amazing. What's good about growing up is like honing the people you can trust. Oh my god, yeah. I feel and like, like my, knowing the warning signs. like The red that. flag list is like so much longer, but also it, it saves you so much time. Because you're just like, oh, this person, like, they, I can already tell that they wouldn't have my back. So like, I'm not going to be mean I'm to not them, gonna but like, they're not going to be my friends. Like... Yeah, yeah, you gain like you gain experience on how to make choices, and I've always had a red flag when someone needs to cut people off all the time, or they have like a s- fucking like history of. I mean, if somebody has like a bunch of enemies, then yeah, like, <laughs> you're like, oh, you have a falling out with like if you everyone. have like one or two like weird situations, yeah. that's normal. But if you're like, yeah, like these are all my enemies, it's like okay, you have something going on, you know? Yeah, if you have that, you should have enemies. Yeah, but you shouldn't have like all enemies. Right. <laughs> yeah. It shouldn't be like yeah. me and you also, against the world, I will, man. You know like, what? I will say, Sarah, if somebody doesn't have any enemies, I 
also don't trust them. Mm-hmm. Because then I assume that they're one of those people in the middle who, like, enables shit. Yeah. You know, and they don't believe the victim, or they yeah. don't believe the whatever. Like, they're, they're, um, they, they're worried about the property getting damaged during the protest. You know, it's like, and yeah. those people almost piss me off more, because it's like... Pick a side. Pick a fucking, yeah, fucking stand up for something, yeah. you fucking pussy. Yes. And I love pussies. I think pussies are great. Yay. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Yay. No, you know, this is what's funny about language, too, that was hard for me for a while. Was like, I mean, oh, it's so like, I don't, power structures. Right, like, but the fact is that it's, we're a product of that. So the fact is, like, some of our language and our thinking is going to relate to those. And, like, even if I wish that the word for pussy was instead paint roller or lamp post or, you know, ceiling light, the fact is it isn't. And no one will know what the fuck I mean if I, I said you fucking ceiling light. And then I would do like, this I guess, cute like, thing. The best, I'm like, ha ha ha. Like, like instead of what pussy, I meant, I like I could say light. coward, but I yeah. guess like pussy had a bite. No, know? it has a bite. First That's of all, the there's also a syncopation in the word pussy that is great. It's such Fun. a good. I love it's the a word juicy pussy. Word. I, I like. I think pussy is great in a sexy way. Yeah. I think pussy is great in the derogatory way, which yes. I do have mixed feelings about. It's a great <laughs> word. It's a good word. I know. It's a yeah. great word. There's, I mean, I guess, okay, want to know my favorite word for male? Of male course. Anatomy? I love yeah. the word cock. Oh, yeah. Cock is great. Uh, yeah. It's the best word. Yeah. It sounds like what it is. Well, because it's a good, okay, this goes I back also to like the, the word cunt for the same The beginning reason. of the fucking podcast was that poetry, which was not poetry, <laughs> because, like, literally she uses the most textbook words for every emotion, every feeling oh, she's trying to express. Can she doesn't. Tell? She doesn't use metaphor. She doesn't try to show racism, sexism, homophobia. She doesn't try to show why Donald Trump is bad. Racism. She oh, goes. Sexism. She goes. Racism. Sexism. Cheeto does. Like she literally. <laughs> it's like she went on Twitter and was Cheeto like, "What is does. Donald Trump?" And she could have used so much language to show why he sucks. Yeah. Why you know even the nasty woman thing like makes me cringe. But she could have done it in a way that was artful. But True. she didn't. If that was her biggest crime, was just the word nasty woman in the black really? scent, I would still be listening and hoping for maybe something else. Right. But she gave us nothing. No, no. She was just like, I'm a white person who pretends She's to like be Puerto hits. Rican. <laughs> like. <laughs> I know, but dress is white. That's a, yeah. another weird. You know, I don't know which permutation's weirder: talking like a Puerto Rican but dressing white, or and obviously white. I know that white Puerto Rican people exist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying like white white people who no. are pretend I mean, who are trying to pretend Puerto Rican. We should find out. Maybe uh, we're bitches. Should maybe. I should I check her, her name? out? Her name's Nina Donovan. All right, wouldn't that be so funny if she was like white passing and I'm like I know we're just her. shitting on her. Like I guess that just shows how like doing. complicated and arbitrary. I know. Is. Maybe she like literally never had white friends. <laughs> I know. Like what? Like what if this is like? That's the funny thing is if I'm like gatekeeping her as that's a fucking funny. like white trans, people gatekeeping white people. I'm like a translucent people. Welsh person <laughs> and like. Um, what else is funny with her? She's like, yeah. No, like, her name's Nina Donovan, so she's obviously half white, whatever Donovan is. Okay. So Nina, though, see. you know, where Maybe does that come from? Her parents and stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you take your time on that. Okay, I'll tell a story while you look that up. Love I it. One of my best friends is a white male who grew up with a lot of black men, and I think maybe that's my familiarity with black culture was, like, my best friend. Like, he introduced me to Daisy Samaro, introduced me to dance hall music, and I remember being, like, you know, all I had were white friends at the time. I'm from Connecticut. Right. So, you know, I was being, like, introduced to culture that, like, was neither his nor mine, <laughs> but, like, more his than mine, you know? Yeah, 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 because he was, like, a participant. Yeah, and it was kind of cool to, like learn all this stuff through him because the doors were open toward to me regarding a lot of kind of like cultural expression that I would have never been introduced to 
But um, only later did I think like, huh, it's funny, like if I introduced that white friend of mine to any of my white friends or black friends, they would be like, what is wrong with him? Why does he speak like that? And, <laughs> and because like, he's not appropriating. It's like actually just like the he situation talks. he grew up in or the culture he likes. He doesn't speak, he doesn't speak any bonics, but he certainly will use language sometimes that is like clearly non-white. And, like, it'll make sense and when he uses it. It clearly, it feels natural, but it doesn't make sense because if you didn't know him, you wouldn't know he was from a background where that would make sense. And that's yes. what I'm worried about for Nina Donovan. Is Nina Donovan from the Bronx? Probably so, not. So, <laughs> she is, yeah, because I will fully just, like, admit that I'm a fucking dumb idiot. No, you're not. She's from Babylon, New York. Okay. She's raised in Tennessee for 13 years. Okay, she's from Tennessee. Um... Let me see. I'm also on my she, Oh, okay. Oh my god, I'm such an asshole. What do you find? She has a Puerto Rican mother and a white father. Okay, well, honestly. Now I mean, I guess I'm an asshole, but I also, like, called no, it. No, you're not an asshole, because the fact is, like, we have these feelings because we know that also a white person would behave that way. Right? Yeah, well, because, like, I know people who are fucking Irish that would behave that exactly. way. Exactly. But that is a complicated thing, is yes. if you're white passing and you're culturally, like, that's a, yeah. and I don't have the range to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, neither do I. But, um... Okay, so that makes a lot of a more little more sense. sense. Yeah, and I also understand wanting to claim, like, there's a whole thing about assimilation. Right. So if you're like, no, I want to claim this part of me. Yeah. You know. Well, honestly, in my heart, okay, is open so a little bit to Nina Donovan. A little bit. I, I still the feminist yeah. gripe. I still have the feminist gripe. The no, racial gripe. I no longer it's have. It's bad poetry. Um, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, no, it's bad poetry. The feminist gripe. Stands yeah, the feminist gripe stands, but I will, as a dumb white person, admit that I'm a dumb white person. You know, whatever. I love um, that. I love that. I never. I hate calling myself dumb. So, but no, I, love, I mean I'm. <laughs> I I know that I'm smart, so I yeah, don't. So I guess calling I myself you. dumb doesn't have power. It means I love. Wow, what? A, that's the best excuse <laughs> I've heard. That's the best excuse I've heard for that. Yeah, like I'm like no, no. If you actually challenge me, I will like fucking like I'm consent. On. Like I'll, yeah, I'll submit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm not perfect, and that's really important. To know that. I'm really you have to be smart enough to know that you're going to mess up. Yeah. Wow, Nina. I'm sorry, Nina, for, for making fun of your black Me set. too. I feel, <laughs> I feel bad. I guess that shows, like, there's also a weird thing with white people, like, when we're trying to, like... Yes and no. Well, yeah. Okay, well, it's hard because, like, we're supposed to call out our own. Yes, right? agreed. She has white privilege. Like, if the yes. cops pulled her she over, she could white. completely, like... She's a white woman. Like, she's blonde. Yeah. Like, she's... But, yeah, I mean, that... It just goes back to, like, race and gatekeeping and how complicated it is. Yeah. It's really know. interesting. I mean, I think the critique of her still stands because of how she... I mean, not the critique of her. The critique of, like... I mean, her poem's bad. That, that <laughs> video... That's, that's the thing with art. is like, nobody knows where it comes from. All we see is what's presented. Right. So all we can do is move with what we are presented. Her name is Nina Donovan. She's blonde and translucent. Why would you not get triggered by a woman looking like that, talking like that? Rational. Fair. Mm-hmm. And the only reason it's as intensely triggering as it is is because it really does, like I said, exemplify a cultural pathology. 
It's great to actually, though, take the time as we did to inspect it. No, I think that was good. I think that was good. It's much better than I wouldn't have done it unless we were talking. I would have just... No, I just... "Ah, It's weird that I, like, immediately went there, but I was like, obviously, there's a lot of people who are white, but not culturally... Not culturally American white, you know? Right. There's lots of different kinds of whiteness, too, which I think is really funny, because we always just say white people, white people, white people, and I'm not, like, saying this is, like, a whites' rights activist, but, like... Oh no, I'm a. No. <laughs> Can you imagine if I was like, I'm a white activist? It's like an MRA but for race. Like, yeah. no, it, like, obviously, there are different kinds of whiteness. You can't whitewash whiteness. Ah, no, you I mean, no, it's, no, I, no, I think that's important. Like, I yeah. think that's part of, like, deconstructing whiteness as like, violence. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, you see this a lot, like, Red Scare, for example, we'll talk a lot about their, like, Russian or Polish, whatever. Right. So it's like. Yeah, like, there's Connecticut white... I think that was the thing that was hard for me, too. I was like, why do I... Why is my personality like it is and I'm from Connecticut? And I'm like, oh, because I was raised by a single mother from Alabama. That explains it. absolutely. Like, I don't know a lot of white women like me in Connecticut, but I bet there's a lot more like me from Alabama. Yeah. And... Yeah. No, totally. So, that was funny, you know? And, like, you know, especially as a comedian or whatever, you're like where you're from is such a big part of like who you honestly are and how you think that for a long time I was just like mortified for people to know I was from Connecticut but it's also like people rest yeah because Connecticut is funny it is funny I <laughs> it's mean not I'm from cool. Seattle like people rest Seattle oh, too yeah. yeah Seattle's beautiful though it is yeah and I don't know it's weird because like there's so many parts of me that are very Seattle and I'm cool with that like yeah, I like that I mean, I'm, like, super neurotic, and I think mm. white neurotic people are, like, very plentiful in Seattle. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, white neurotic people who just read a book and need to figure out what it means for them. Like, ah! yeah, like, no, like, I'm okay with that about myself. Like, I think that can be beautiful about myself, yeah. can be annoying, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, but I also always at the same time like even though in many ways I'm an introvert and I'm quiet like I just don't go out as much I also have always felt loud for Seattle I've always Mm. felt angry for Seattle I've always felt like people were like ooh you know, mm-hmm. which is interesting because I'm incredibly white, so it's not mm-hmm. like I challenge it in any way visually, mm-hmm. which makes me realize how incredibly white Seattle is. Yeah, how stifling is it is. feeling like if I, I look like everyone like, and I, feel, I look like yeah. everyone and I still make them uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> what would it be like to just exist? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and like when I went to Chicago, like. I was obviously considered, like, nice and quiet for Chicago, which is, you know, racially coded as well, Mm -hmm. but, like, I was so relieved, Mm -hmm. because I could just fucking say shit, and Mm -hmm. yell, and, like, get along with people, and, Mm -hmm. like, just, like, be loud. That's fun. And and it's, like, different cities have their different, like, things, and Seattle's a quiet city in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways, and there's a lot of people who don't fit that, of course, so I'm not erasing that, but, like... Seattle is so funny, though, because, like, the weirdos in Seattle are so cute, because they're also indoor, and, like, the way... How do you be weird in Seattle? The ways I think of are, like, you have a lot of gnomes... Yeah. ...all over your yard. No, I mean, Seattle's, like, everybody has, like, a secret garden, and, and, you know... And I don't want to perpetuate more, like, annoying Seattle, like, Portlandia, you know, like, stereotypes. It's kind of like, it's a complicated place. True. But, yeah, I mean, there is that. And, like, so it's interesting to, yeah, I I guess it's just interesting because, like, I I don't think anyone would be like, what, you're from Seattle? That's crazy. Like, I think people are like, oh, yeah, you're from the West Coast. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, I've always felt, like, 
weirdly aggro in ways. Yeah. Um, and it's been nice to be in New York. Yeah. And it's been nice to be in Chicago. And it's been nice to just, like, be other places where it was like, you're not fucking aggro. No. <laughs> like, like, like. Yeah, uh, you're not the craziest but person. But when I snap, time. like, you know. Yeah, when you snap, you snap. Yeah. I, I feel know. that. I know. I like New York, too, because I can be the weirdest per. I, I, in my head, I sometimes am like, oh, am I the weirdest person on the street? Right. And the reality is maybe sometimes yes, but it's, like, very easily the case no as well. Like, I do love now that I, like, when I, when my headphones either aren't working, aren't charged, or are missing, I will just play music out of my phone mm-hmm. and walk down the street, and I don't care anymore. Yeah. I don't care. Like... It's not just black teenagers who are allowed to do that. I can do that too. Anybody can do that. Yeah. It's New York. Yeah. And that's why I'll never leave. Yeah. I want to be doing that when I'm 80. I'll probably do, be doing something way weirder when I'm 80. I'll probably be like knitting a scarf. And well, like... and I think of like any place you live is a relationship, right? Yeah. And like there's a lot of, I mean, it's weird, like, because Seattle's, like, super gentrified with Amazon, and it's weird to say that, but, like, a lot of my family can't afford to live there anywhere yeah. more, it's so sad. I'm super aware of how my presence affects the pl- other places I've lived, right? Yeah. Um, and that's complicated, because even if you don't have the money and you're living with five roommates, you're still, like, yeah. okay, I'm a white person, so, like, you know, the housing developers look at me as, like, yes. a sign that they can, like, move in, yes. and they can gentrify it, and yes. I'm culturally gentrifying it just by yes. existing, but at the same time, it is a relationship. Yes. And you can have a relationship with the city. And if you care about the city and you invest yeah. in the city emotionally, yeah. then it's... Like, I'm not saying, like, you don't have to think about that shit. But, like, no. if you care about New York... Yeah. It's not that New York's like, oh, baby, I care about you, man. It's just yeah. like, it's like, all right, let's do this. Like, yeah. If, uh, it's complicated. You know what's funny? I, I literally... it's I'm torn about this. There's two sides of this with me in New York and having a car. When I got a car in New York, I finally felt, in a way, a sense of roots. Like, the, yeah. the people in my neighborhood who are from Brooklyn have cars. Yeah. And they park them on the street, and I know which cars are their cars. And when I got a car, they started to know which car was my car, and they started looking out for my car. At the same time, cars are bad for the environment. One of the best things about living in a city is you don't need one. So right, I was, right. like, a little bit, like, ugh, like... It, I don't like that, but also during COVID, it's like, in a way, like, if I catch COVID, I'm less likely to share it with anyone. Right. If I'm in my car versus on the subway. It's so complicated with COVID. Yeah. And, like, also, like, a car is a little bit of a pain in the ass. Like, I have gotten maybe 10 to 15 parking tickets in the last four months. It's too many. I'm getting better and better at figuring out how to not get them, but um, I can't. When I hear people talk about not wanting a car in New York, I'm just like, do you not want a car in New York, or do you have, like, a pathological aversion to responsibility? Because it reads to me like a pathological aversion to responsibility. The idea of needing to consider moving a car twice a week, like, it is a pain in the ass, and the tickets do suck, but, like, the actual reality of the task isn't that bad. Like, you could make a plan to work it out if you actually want to exert a modicum of effort. But the problem is nobody does. And they think having no strings is better than having strings because the fucking the way culture is. I mean, look at AirPods. Look at AirPods. AirPods are like the epitome. <laughs> epitome of no commitment. That's funny. Cause, okay, so I hear what you're saying, and I do think that's true. I guess, like, I, like... I just think about the money. Like, it's really expensive mm. to park. It's really expensive to have a car. Mm-hmm. And yes. so if you're, like, 
you know, biking or you're taking the train or you're walking, it's like, why would I spend more money and have more responsibility? Okay, true. Okay, that right? makes sense. Right? But, <laughs> but I did, I saw your post on Instagram. If somebody is like taking cars everywhere, like yes. taking Ubers, yes, they're probably spending as much or more than yes. they would for an actual car. Yes, you're car. spending hundreds a month. Yeah, and and it's obviously not better for the environment. I mean, I yeah. guess you're carpooling, but like you know, it's but you it's could have driven yourself. Yeah, like and so I think that's like an interesting. Also, I, think an inter- I mean, I don't have a driver's license, mm-hmm. and so you know. But there's also a behavioral but, consequence for me regarding drinking with driving that I like. I'm like, I don't want to hurt anyone, and I also don't need to drink that much. So driving, like, gives me a nice little structure to, like, behave mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. I like that. I don't need to be get. And I used to love that about the subway. So, like, I love that I can be wasted on the of subway course. and not harm anyone. But you know what would sometimes happen to me is, like, I'd wake up at the end of the stop. Yeah. And the conductor would be like, bitch, get off the train. And it would be, like, 3 to 4 a.m. Right. And I was, like, doing something like really dangerous for myself, which is, like, as a woman falling asleep. Right. Right. In public. Like, you should. <laughs> Unless you're Brian Park or something. I need everyone listening to know that I poured Coors Light on my nose. Oh, bless, bless your nose. Love it. Love I have it. to yeah. pee, but I'm not going to leave. I can hold it. There's not another guest here. I mean, there I think was we another can... guest here. No, we're not going to stop. I can hold it. I think we're going to be fine. We're going to yeah. record for a little bit longer, like 20 minutes or so. I mean, I think, like, it's just, like, it's just like man like (laughs) no go for it It no the car thing I think is really interesting I know because I do think there's people who are reactionary to it in weirdly defensive ways and I don't get it like if I Mm -hmm. hear someone has a car I'm like oh cool I know right like I'm not like you alone are killing the environment like you know like five companies would do that and that and that doesn't mean that like our individual decisions don't affect that like I've gone mostly plant based in the last few years Mm -hmm. partly for my health um, I have a stupid stomach, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, like my body is. Sorry, I'm like, your stomach's not stupid. Yeah, oh, but thank you. Yeah, no, like I have a me. sensitive body, so I've gone more plant based. And I'm also like, okay, it's better for the environment. You know, I'll get all these like food waste boxes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know there's like ethical issues with that because you can do nothing without being dragged. But, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh,. But I don't think that that's going to save the world, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the problem. Like, honestly, my biggest hope for climate change, this is so depressing, but mm-hmm. like for actually us, um, I think that like people think we're all going to die in two years and that's not true. We're going to live really weird lives. Yeah, like, we're just going to get, <laughs> we're going to like, we're going to have a lot lives. of like trauma, but we're also just going to get used to shit and like. I think that's both optimistic and pessimistic at the mm-hmm. same time. Like, people think we're either going to go back to the before times or we're all going to die. And mm-hmm. I think that's really lazy. Yeah, Like, you're fucking right. figure out what you're going to do as shit changes. Dude, I'm talking to myself, at. too. That's like, yeah. you know, it's like, figure out, like, do you want to grow your own food? How do you do that? Like, what yeah. are we doing? But, like, one thing is, like, when it comes to actually, like, in the next five years, because it's, like, such a short time span, like, reversing shit so that we don't, like, have to live this completely apocalyptic it's still gonna be weird but we're already there you know like we already have like fires on the west coast and a pandemic is gonna be the billionaires wanting to change their brand like that's it like it's gonna be fucking Mm -hmm. jeff bezos and bill gates racing to save the world and we're all gonna hate them for it because Mm -hmm. like fuck them they also ruined it Mm -hmm. 
but I, I can't be in the purity politics that, like, counts, like, that's literally how the planet will survive at this point. Yeah, like, when I, you say purity politics, you mean, like, you're not, like, oh, I'm above, well, I know people, I'm above letting people who are, well, me. well, yeah, I mean, okay, you Do know you, what? I need to rant about I think Elon that, a little bit. Yeah, because I think there's people who are, like, who are like, uh, like, and I'm like, yeah, they're evil, but we need them. And yeah. I'm not going to call them an ally. Yeah. And I think that it requires our strikes and our local activism is necessary on every level for everything yeah. for survival. So it's not that we should sit back and wait yeah. or that we should give them credit. But I do think sometimes when people are like, yeah, but they're bad. And I'm like, yeah, I know they're bad, but yeah. like they can still like invest in fucking solar or like yo, carbon capturing. Yo, yeah. Sorry. No, <laughs> I just need to, I, it's really making me need and want to talk about Elon Musk because in like 2012, I was a big Elon fan. I read his biography. He was one of the most inspiring people to me because of like, his career trajectory from working in you know as just like a nerdy engineer who made like the first like online banking system that eventually eventually merged with paypal i thought that was very obviously smart and cool but not necessarily like sexy or profound but i love that he didn't stop there i love that he kept moving and thought bigger and he thought outside of banking when everybody was like don't worry you're rich you're fine you don't need to keep going he persisted nevertheless elon persisted Anyway, and, like, he he always talks about being guided from first principles, like, his greater values. And right. Like he used to love science fiction and fantasy and, like, his desires initially with, like, whatever his, like, reuse, like his uh, green energy company are and Tesla and, like, uh, also that space stuff he does. What's it called again? SpaceX. SpaceX. Yeah. It all seemed to be, like, grounded in, like, a kind of, like, greater, like, utilitarian yet, like, love for humanity. And, like, that kind of, like, motivation is, like, so exciting and beautiful to me because it's, like, you can you can change the execution of that, but, like, the principle guiding it is, like, very admirable. That said, of course, we all know that in his private life, he's bad to his family. And, and his workers. Yes. Yeah. His first wife, Justine Musk, he, he was so, so bad to her. I she, didn't know that. They went out to dinner. I'll never forget the story. She asked him to stop introducing uh, her as his wife. She was like, can you, can you talk about how I'm an author, please? Yeah, can you at least fuck? can you give me the dignity of like can labeling? I have a name can I have myself can you, yeah give me the yeah. dignity of the label of what I am and Justine is insanely smart and cool I love her blog. Um, and he, there was a thing she writes about where Elon says, oh yeah, this is my wife, Justine. She wants me to tell you that she writes books. Oh, fuck that. That's so fucking disrespectful. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's so disrespectful. Can you believe that? Disgusting. Yeah. A bad person. And I, and I was trying to understand like, man, I hate that I like this guy publicly and hate him privately, but that's just often what happens with these great people is that like, the public is good, the private is bad, or the public is bad and the private is good. It's like, I don't know why people feel like they need to get their evil out somewhere, or they don't want to confront the evil in their life. I think but it's honestly, not wanting, I think it goes back to not wanting to confront it. Yes. You know. But it, it lately, like, you know, him and Trump and Kanye on Twitter and just like, honestly, their egos running amok, it is so disappointing. Like, Elon, I agree with Elon that like, People should be allowed to return to work if they want to return to work, but if they can't return to work or they don't want to return to work or they don't think it's safe, there should be social security networks for them. Unfortunately, there aren't. Unfortunately, yeah. there aren't. But Elon, you're rich enough that you could subsidize. I know, right? You could subsidize your employees. 
that don't want to go back to work, and yet you choose not to. And yeah, that you're, is you're him talking about problem. it like it's not something you could do in your own company. It's disgusting. He could do it. Yeah. No, he doesn't talk about it like, oh, there should be social safety nets. He talks about it like an asshole. He should be giving his employees, don't want to turn to work, social safety nets. He's a, I'm sure he, he's so rich he can do it. It's crazy. And then he can hire more people as temporary workers. He can bring in people as temporary workers and say, hey, here's the deal. Yeah. I need temporary workers. And those people could benefit by getting experience working on those interesting products. Right. And then when they have to move on, at least they have the experience. But Elon really throwing his weight around these days doesn't make me respect him. And it doesn't make me optimistic about the future of whatever he's working on. And the whole thing of like obsessing over Mars when fucking Earth is falling to shit is not admirable. It's not it's like it's about his ego. No, and it's also it's weird to me that people think that colonizing Mars is easier than fixing Earth. Yeah. They're both incredibly hard. <laughs> You're trying to make a place that's literally uninhabitable by humans inhabitable. This place is still inhabitable, so literally fix it. Like it's yeah. actually easier to save the planet than to create a new one. And it's it makes me want to bleed out of my eyeballs yeah. when like the you know the and I get like sci-fi like yeah yeah cool but like when they're like it's much easier if we create oxygen there I'm like we have oxygen here you can just fucking clean it up you fucking dumb fuck yeah yeah sorry that's my no but it's true it's like also like, think about how much more beautiful Earth is than Mars in terms of this it's so diverse aesthetic. like the topography and the yeah. water and the land and the people like what the fuck are you doing like it's so it's so fascinating to it's me. like people a fetish think it's, for control people think it's more um imaginative to colonize Mars and I get like we don't know what it's like to live there but like it's so much more creative to try to fix Earth because it's yeah. such a beautiful place and if you want to colonize Mars after that whatever I'm no, not the fucking true. I mean not in charge part of what is fun about life is like <laughs> spoiler alert I'm not in charge <laughs> <laughs> wow Ryan I know about that. it's a shock yeah but part of what's fun about any creative endeavor is like making a mess and cleaning it up making a mess and cleaning it up I mean that's what we're at humanity wise we made a mess now yeah. we gotta clean it up. Yeah. And that should be okay. Exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. I feel like that could be a good stopping point. I think the point still stands. Good stopping point. Uh, I adore Bronwyn. I think you should check her out. She's one of a kind. And I enjoy any time I get to spend with her publicly or privately. Uh, I'm blessed. Um, Yep, that's it. Have a great rest of your week.